Uh, good morning, all evening, church. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't sleep much, but anyway. Um, so I just want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to share. So I'm just going to jump right into it. So for the longest time, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I've subconsciously kind of put a hierarchy system in terms of the Trinity. It was always the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In everything, in my speech, the way that I, I went through life, in the decisions that I made, it was always like Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit wasn't necessarily in my vocabulary, in my thoughts, in my mind. And this all changed when once, well, often, but this one specific time, I read John 16, verse 17. It says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. That was when the penny dropped for me personally. This was Jesus saying this. Jesus who died for all our sins, Jesus the Son of God, Jesus who had no sin, Jesus who only said and did what the Father had asked him to do, Jesus who we sing about every single Sunday, and Jesus who we just broke a bread about. He is that important that even that Jesus said, it is better that I leave so that he will come. And in times of desperation, when I felt like I was hopeless and lost and I had no words to say, he was praying for me. And right now, if there is some of you that are sitting here and you feel exactly the same way, you've cried out to God, you have no words anymore. The Holy Spirit prays for us. In Romans 8:26, it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. How wonderful is that? In times of loneliness, despair, and depression, he is with us. John 14, 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He will never leave us. And when I was afraid, he gave me courage. And when I felt weak, he gave me power. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. These are just a few aspects of who this Holy Spirit is and isn't he wonderful? He is greater than anything we have ever imagined because he is the spirit of truth in all our lives. But all of these things that I've mentioned are not for us. These things that the Holy Spirit allows us to do, the things that he gives us, they are never for ourselves. They are testimony moments of no matter how small it could be, they build hope to those around us who are hopeless because they know that they don't need to fight these battles alone. They don't need to feel like they're alone. They don't need to be powerless. They do not need to be uncourageous. I don't know if that's a word, but God is with them and the Holy Spirit was with them, praying for them, interceding for them and loving them. In Acts 1 verse 8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit gives us power to witness. This just basically means to share the word. He gives us power to heal, to encourage, to have wisdom, and to be kind to one another. He basically gives us the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is... Um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. When we trust in the Holy Spirit and we live out in these things, people around us will be saved. People around us will be impacted. But we need to allow him to. 
We need to listen to the still small voice and the nudges. We need to make room for him in our lives. It is much easier to take the steering wheel of our lives and be like, I got this. In every single situation, it's me against the world. But how often do we make mistakes? If we had just inquired of the Holy Spirit, if we had just listened to the still small voice that told us, don't do that, don't go there we would have been better off. And I think deep down inside of us, every single one of us has an example where that has happened. But God is a God that restores. There is one song by Jesus Culture that says, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Those words are not us reminding the Holy Spirit to come. It's not us being, hey, Holy Spirit, don't forget us. He is always with us. That is us singing to our souls and our hearts that Holy Spirit, you are welcome here and nowhere else. And We need to remind ourselves of this every single day in every decision that we make. So I know a lot of people don't believe this, but I'm actually quite introverted. Um, I usually spend my Mondays off reading a book alone. I don't want to be with anyone. So I'll never win Epic Monday. So we have a trophy and you need to basically have the best Monday. And my Mondays are always like, I rested. I was alone. I rested, which I think is great. But you know, the bar is like... And (laughs) so... Oh, hectic. <laughs> so um, there was, I'm, I'm not the person that will just go up to someone and have a random conversation. But there was this one time where I just felt the nudge, you know. The Holy Spirit was saying, Grace, go talk to that person. And I was like, never days, not going to happen. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit because it would have never been me. Like, no, I'd be like, oh, I don't see you. I've got like things to do, people to, you know, avoid. And, but I went <laughs> and it was uncomfortable. And, but God was with me and the Holy Spirit was guiding me because that conversation led to restoration and restoration led to salvation. So if I had not listened to that, I would have missed out on the opportunity because it was my opportunity to take because God will skip me and use someone else. But I can say that I was part of that and God was working through me, which is amazing. Galatians 5.25 says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So for me, going deeper is constant obedience. It's having my heart open to what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's completely trusting that it might look unfamiliar, even scary and daunting, but still saying yes because He is in control. And I challenge myself and I challenge everyone sitting here to listen to the still small voice because you don't want to miss out on what God has in store for you. So imagine as a church, if we just blindly trusted God, if we fully surrendered, if we were completely immersed in the Holy Spirit, if we, we would be bold, we would be courageous. But most importantly, those who we love, those who are not saved and those around us, we'd be saved, healed and set free. Thank you.